your camera. Welcome. It's May 15th, 2019 at 2 p.m. It's a Wednesday and it's cannabis legalization news. Uh, if you are joining us for the first time, please do ask a comment uh, and we'll try to get to them as we are doing this. Uh, and if you want, you can like and subscribe. Hey, uh, Miggy, what's things going on over there with you? Well, besides dropping my phone, that's why I'm shiny. Uh, really? It's, not, it's like an aura thing where... You know, you have the your back lit, and it just looks like you're very, very shiny. But maybe some sort of dramatic effect. I don't know. But uh, you know, we're adjourned for 2019 here, and so we have two bills, HB 1131 and SB 5155, that we are hoping to be active for 2020. That's gonna be part of the home grow. That's interesting. So once you guys uh, adjourn in Washington State, you're it's we are right now. If you are watching. Uh, you can go uh, on Facebook or something and you can watch the testimony that's going on at SB7 right now, in the Illinois uh, Senate. And it is entertaining. Um, plant the seed, say no to weed. Did you hear that one? No. Yeah. Yeah. Plant the seed, everybody. Say no to weed. I mean, it was uh, it was funny. Uh, and then some other people were talking about how cannabis is the gateway to the criminal justice system. Yeah, kind of is. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh What's up with the recreational or homegrown issue for you guys, though? Well, that's it. I mean, like right now they are debating it. And so like it's going on right now in the Senate and it is all about what's going down uh, for uh, the terms of the actual grow itself. And then also the other stuff that's going on in uh, in the bill that they have. So one of the things that they may do is they may drop uh, home grow in Illinois or at least limit it to uh, medical patients only, which. I mean, I'm not, what, why in, in Washington state do they not have home grow in your opinion? Well, I, I, obviously medical is a threat to the uh, industrial complex, I guess you could say, or the capitalistic. Uh, the powers be. But, you know, um, what we had before, what's actually going on in Oklahoma right now is, uh, was the, the essential. Uh, huh? Oklahoma. It's like the wild west of medical marijuana. Oh, well, that's how Washington used to be. It was a, a, a true free market where people grew the shit. They brought it to a store and they said, hey, I grew these 10 pounds. Would you buy this? And then that person, quality over quantity, you know? Yeah. If you want to hear Wild West when it's like I grew these 10 pounds, I mean, uh, Illinois, well, the hemp market, the CBD hemp market is, is going to be that. And it already is that uh, right now, especially considering the... Uh, the legality change that happened with the 2018 farm bill. So uh, CBD hemp is growing fast. Well, I mean, we talked last week about how I, I told you that uh, South Africa had hemp and uh, you weren't aware of that. Um, nope. And China hemp. Well, China did you know hemp. Patagonia is getting into the mix? I thought Patagonia or is that Cartagena? Isn't that just a made-up name, Patagonia? That's a that's a brand of like outdoor apparel, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a brand of outdoor apparel. Uh, but they're actually uh, I'm gonna post it here in our in our YouTube links comments. Uh, they have a YouTube video uh, all about hemp. So they're gonna have a whole line of hemp. Uh, there might be a two-hour viewing in my area tonight that I'm gonna try and attend about mm -hmm. hemp and and uh, changing the way and how we view things. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, man, that's that's absolutely great, and I, I hope that they have that. But uh, I'm uh, the phone calls for hemp are, are amazing, and the business that hemp has got uh, is is really really rich in the future, and it looks like it's going to grow 
substantially faster than uh, previously anticipated in the sense that, you know, as people are using CBD, they actually notice that it works and then they aren't really all that thrilled with Xanax and um, opioid painkillers. So that efficacy of this stuff is really fueling a boom of its of its uh, purchase. But then you just kind of have to wonder what is the FDA going to do here in a couple of weeks? And they, they're still in the uh, public comment period. So you can go to the USDA website and, and make comments about uh, hemp policy. Uh, I'm not sure when that, that comment period ends, but the rules aren't due until the end of the year. So uh, it's going to be fascinating to see in two weeks episode, the episode of cannabis, cannabis legalization news uh, right around the turn of this month uh, on the 31st. It's not a Wednesday, so maybe the one after that. Uh, it, what does the FDA want to do when it comes to CBD products, specifically like your isolates and whatnot? That's uh, that's going to be really, really fascinating. But sure. it looks like that uh, New York's getting back into the game, though. Yeah, they're, they're kind of coming in and out. Um, somebody at uh, Lamar said, I think they want to control. This is pertaining to uh, why the uh, the home grow uh, not wanting it. Uh, mm -hmm. I think they want to control how much bud is available. When the prices drop low enough, the cigarette companies will start selling packs of joints. But, you know, to counter that, you can grow your own tobacco. You can order Amazon tobacco plants right now and grow them in your backyard. Well, you can grow your own hemp. I mean, like you do need to get a license, but it's not that hard to get that license now with the farm bill, how it is. And so uh, I think Illinois is over 600 right now uh, licenses. Think about that. Think about that. That is going to be a lot of acreage in Illinois growing hemp this year. It's going to be fantastic. Weirdest thing in the world, though, like Illinois still has not planted its corn. So like we are way behind because of all the flooding that we've had. Yeah, that's, that, that's just a harsh weather you guys are going through. But, you know, on, along with the um, the increase of hemp, I mean, we know hemp is great for CBD products, but the textile purposes, you know, like with Patagonia jumping into this, and as we now are facing the China tariffs, um, you know, I, I'm just thinking my weed up here is going to go up in price, my recreational weed, just for the price of the goddamn packaging, because half these fucking assholes buy China packaging because it's cheaper. Yeah, and China packaging, I mean, like there is some, there's some CBD products that are on the market that aren't particularly great. Uh, and you aren't really sure where they come from, but, you know, a lot of the CBD hemp is grown in China. And then maybe that's the stuff that winds up as those like little gummies that are laced with melatonin or other imperfections and impurities. So it's really sweet that there are some awesome providers of uh, the CBD products that are out there and they really take pride in them. So they have a, a nice brand that they've developed. And as these growers are out there making this product that doesn't have the limitations that um, THC cannabis does, and, and it looks like it has an, a lot of upside. I mean, if you're just looking at it's uh, for pain and for anxiety. And then there's a, what about like CBD for performance enhancement? What do you think about that? I think that's a great thing. I mean, lots of athletes. Even uh, like the PGAA, man, they were, those golfers were all about it. And then it's because... Uh, it, for its anxiety, its anti-anxiety properties, I mean, you're, you just are less nervous. I mean, it just drops. It's really, really spooky. I mean, stuff that previously may have made you like kind of jump. Now you're just like, oh, there, there that goes. It's, well, it's neat. Have you ever tried like a real high quality uh, hemp or uh, CBD? Not just, well, I've, I've, I've smoked pure CBD and I've smoked CBD isolate. I like to put that in my, uh, my rig, you know, whatever I'm smoking with. Mm -hmm. It adds to the body effect. Uh, we even have a CBD joint here. Uh, of course, it has THC in it because it's in the uh, 
502 market, but it's a, a joint made from CBD flour, you know, maybe a Charlotte's Web. Then it's dipped into a CBD wax. So it's a super so it's CBD. Joint. I mean, people know about it. It's it's an option. And I think that as yeah. it becomes more and more mainstream over the next few years, and then also as the producers and then the industry kind of comes up uh, to par with where the supply will be, I think that's when you're really going to see a lot more of the industrial applications, not this year, maybe not as much next year, but in a few more years, like with Levi's and Patagonia, as you say, they're actually looking at it as a uh, as a textile, which it can do. Yeah. Hey, we got a comment um, from uh, I got to find the fucking page again uh, from uh, Cypress TK. He posted a link, uh, which is a uh, it's an Illinois survey that supposedly shows support for legalizing marijuana is dwindling. actually shows it's rising. Oh, oh. It's that, uh, that's what it is. It's that classic, uh, hey, we need a headline and that headline has to match our agenda. So no matter what happens, we always say the headline that matches our agenda. And this isn't all that different than, uh, like you can have science say anything. Uh, so I, I've read studies that say this, were those studies funded by you? Maybe. And, and, and wow, this is so frustrating. So as I go through that article, I, see, I skim through it. That data, that argument is being provided by Sam, you know, Kevin Sabat's oh, group. Smart approaches for marijuana. They are unbiased and uh, very fair. I just, it just bothers me that why? Because they get government subsidies from the goddamn DEA. Uh, you know, where's the pro subsidy group? Where's that money at? The pro subsidy group? I think the pro subsidy group is like, no, 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 we're, we're getting enough of uh, from Uncle Sugar. We don't need, uh, we don't need any more subsidy money. That's, I have always met those people like, you know, the panhandler that gets enough for the day, just puts his yeah. bucket down, takes his money and enjoys the rest of his day. Uh, people never they, they they have so much of a difficult time saying like, well, you know what? I got enough. That's I'm well, good. I, man. I, got, I got enough. Well, like, you know, Kevin Sabat, uh, I just wonder, what do you guys do for a real job? Like none of these people could ever have a real job if they weren't be subsidized to the goddamn government. Oh, man, there's so many people that uh, how. What is a real job, man? Like, seriously, uh, what is a real job? I, and so many people, yeah, they, they I, I don't think they could be entrepreneurs. They can be employees, but they can't be entrepreneurs because they need order and structure in their lives. And they need, oh, man, at least I have that good job. That's that's a legitimate thing. Like, oh, man, at least I have this where it's security and it's safety. And then, uh, you know, then you have people that are fraud, waste, and abuse. I mean, sure, you're going to have free riders. You're going to have people that are going to just uh, abuse the system, but that doesn't mean that you don't have a system at all. It means that you make the system as effective as you can. Uh, speaking of, uh, New York State has reintroduced uh, the bill to uh, legalize and regulate tax and tax marijuana. I'm not sure how much different it is from the one. It's the same senator, though. It's Liz Kruger out in New York is... Uh, you know, uh, let's go over briefly. How familiar are you with the uh, the the New York le uh, legalization bill that got voted down, or I'm not even sure if it got up to a vote. It, it kind of collapsed on itself la uh, this legislative season. I'm I'm not because you know it, it's kind of wearing down when it, just to hear these politics of you know like, like here in Washington State, the Democrats are the stopping point for our home grow bill, and I just don't get. I thought the Democrats are supposed to be the social justice goddamn. Uh, you know, common sense group. Uh, yeah, and it's not like, and the, the home grows, like New York State here is six plants. Colorado is six plants. Uh, Illinois is five plants. It might be only five plants for medical patients. But does that 
dent the price at the dispensary down the street? Do you think the dispensary is reflecting that 1% perhaps of the people that actually want to grow marijuana as like a hobby uh, are, are impacting the price? What is the actual pushback from, uh, from Democrats over in Washington state? I figure law enforcement is going to uh, try to push back against it because law enforcement by and large just puts back against any attempt to legalize except for leap we'll talk about leap later i haven't heard from them in a while yeah no i haven't heard from those guys in a while but you know um i, I just think the home grow issue between hiding behind uh we're afraid that we do illegalize home growth and the federal government will come and interrupt our market which at this point the uh the seven-year experiment's way past due we can uh we, we can let people now grow because growing's hard. Like, yeah, like I, I said, it's going to be a hobby. It's going to yeah. be people that want to do it. And it's not going to be a lot of people. I mean, I'm pretty sure the price of the tomatoes over at the grocery store didn't go down because I can grow tomatoes uh, during during the growing season in Illinois. It's just it's just ridiculous. Uh, and did you hear about well, was it North Dakota who, who quietly uh, uh, decriminalized? Yeah, I did. I was, was it North or was it South Dakota that quietly decriminalized? That's the problem with having Dakotas and Carolinas. You can get them <laughs> confused. For real? Yeah. I'm looking That's right at things like uh, Americans, they get confused by Washington, uh, D.C. or the state. I don't know. And that's why you all, I, I'll, I'll do it myself. Be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Washington. The state. Yeah, it was North Dakota. Yeah. North Dakota. Well, North Dakota is cooler than South Dakota, at least when it comes to their cannabis laws. But let's do a brief summary of the New York uh, bill that lost. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be two ounces, which is not bad. You know, two ounces is okay. I still think it's hilarious they have limitations. It's not like I can go buy only some of the alcohol. I can buy all the alcohol I want until I have no liver. Yeah. Uh, home cultivation of 16 plants. Uh, smoking in public. Nope, they're going to have a violation for public consumption, but that makes sense. I mean, public consumption, it's not like every place in New Orleans. You know, you're not just going to be taking a traveler of alcohol wherever you go. Uh, sale prohibited to people less than 21. Yep, same type of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then to be able to have the state liquor authority is going to be managing the taxes. I like how that makes sense. And they're going to be doing some social equity and social, uh, you know, yeah, they call it social equity here in Illinois. Uh, directs a portion of state tax revenue collected directly to re-entry programs, substance abuse programs, and job training programs to low-income, high-unemployment communities. So it looks like it's fairly similar. I would have to drill into the cultivation, of, uh, you know, applications and licensing requirements, and then the different types of permits that they would have in it. But it looks like you know, New York is similar to Illinois in that it's calling for. Uh, limits, uh, then there's going to be home grow, and then there's also going to be um, with social equity. I'm not sure. I don't think this, uh, the state liquor commission in Illinois is going to be the one touching the money. So that's going to be the treasurer. You know, it kind of bothers me how they divert extra money to these, not the, there should be programs for those who've been arrested previously, but this whole, like, uh, I bet you they divert money to, like, the Department of Health as far as, like, warning labels for cannabis, you know, like, you know, marijuana, warning teens and shit like that. Well, yeah, but they're, they're going to do that. That's just going to happen. I mean, that's, uh, I can get mad at it. I can fight against it and be like, why can't I make my uh, marijuana logo look like a cartoon and, and flavor all my marijuana like it's Fruity Pebbles? 
I'm trying to get the uh, the youngest cannabis user I can. I mean, that's <laughs> they're just going to have reasonable regulations, and that's the reasonable regulation. I mean, there is, uh, despite Herb Rosenfeld, you know who that guy is, right? Yep. World well, record joint smoker. Despite him still being alive after being, you know, attempted to be poisoned, I guess, off of exceedingly low THC uh, cannabis over the past 35, six years now, uh, he has no lung cancer and he smoked over 100,000 joints that are limited at 3.5% THC. I'm not sure what the CBD content is on those joints either. Maybe there ain't none. Uh, yeah. But it, if you, we can't classify everything that you light on fire and inhale as the same substance. That is just the same type of group think that got us into the uh, marijuana is heroin uh, classification at the federal law. Well, and even the consumer still has a lot to learn because we're so focused on this THC, CBD, but no one's talking about terpenes or uh, CBG. I mean, there's other components to this plant that all factor into it. Yeah, uh, well, it looks like New Jersey, they aren't going to be touching the marijuana issue until at least 2020. And I guess yeah. that makes sense because then you're going to have when you have a, an election year at every single one of the Democrats have made this on their platform, legalized marijuana, uh, and the states are kind of faltering at it uh, when it comes to legislative states. All the states that have already passed, they're all ballot initiative states and not all the states are like ballot initiatives. So it makes sense, though, that if something doesn't pass in 19, you put it in 2020 because it's going to be a the marijuana market will just be larger uh, next year. And then B, it's a it's a, a presidential election year. So there's going to be uh, more uh, public involvement at the political level. Huh. Hey, uh, Joshua Morgan wants to know if you know anything about Indiana. Oh, Indiana is going to be one of the last states that legalizes marijuana. I'll guarantee that. Well, even in the news, I can't find anything that's beyond 420 news. Like, yeah, I don't think they have medical over in Indiana because – if you look at Illinois, Illinois has got this beautiful setup where you have, because while Kentucky has hemp and Mitch McConnell, uh, and uh, I still don't see Kentucky even legalizing marijuana in the foreseeable future. Oh, uh, I say nay I, that one. I say nay because I just found an article that fit, over 55% of the GOP can or uh, people in Kentucky are pro cannabis. Well, I mean, again, if that one goes, it'll be the story of hemp swinging the tail on that uh, on that on that state because you have a Republican state, but then they've they've seen hemp just explode in their state over the past four years. Which I mean, you know the difference between a hemp plant and a marijuana plant, right? Yeah, yeah. It's for leaf and stock and all that crap. It, 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 it looks the goddamn same because it is, yeah. but like you know, it's just that chemical. Maybe yeah. a slight smell different I, uh, difference. I think that T. I'm not sure if THC has a smell. Hey, does THC have a smell? No, it's it's a terpenes we smell. It's a terpenes. Well, maybe the terpene profiles are slightly different between the THC and the CBD. Then that is, oh, but that's all that fascinating stuff. We would have to get an Israeli scientist on here to explain that to us. Oh man, I would love to meet that guy. We should have him on the show. We should have somebody on the show from Indiana and be like, excuse me, sir, you're from Indiana? And it'd be Mike Pence. And he's like, yes, I am. And when are you going to have legalized marijuana? No, no. That's just the whole answer. But um, yeah, Mnuchin says that uh, uh, marijuana businesses should not get a federal tax credit, which I guess kind of does make sense. Because why would you give a federal benefit to somebody who is committing like, you know, 
violations of your criminal laws. Uh, the whole thing's frustrating. Uh, well, he's he's just he's in the executive. He's not allowed to make laws. He can't make a legislative change. So yeah. you know, of course, they're I'm sure they're still paying their taxes, probably in cash, and that the United States government is still taking the tax dollars from the cannabis businesses, and they're making it you know through a IRC 280E. You're familiar with that? Uh, yeah. Internal Revenue Code Section 280E. Oh yeah, yeah, the one that you can't. Um... No, no rights for carrying on the carrying on of your business. You can do the cost of goods sold because they're worried about a constitutional challenge. But this 1980s cocaine dealer had a really good lawyer and uh, he got popped. And so the the, the feds took all his money and they said, well, you can't. You can't. Those are business expenses. You see, he was he was selling that uh, that cocaine. But God damn it, that rent, the uh, the phone bills that he had, all those baggies, the scales, everything that he needed to carry on his business. The sign that says Sal's Cocaine Universe. I mean, probably not the best thing uh, that he should have bought with his money, but still. So uh, all those expenses, plus the cost of goods sold, you just can't go into business selling cocaine unless you got cocaine. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'll be a very short business. Um, all of those costs of goods sold should be deducted, and they were allowed to be. And so the next year, Congress passed IRC 280E, and the rest is history. So that's why you have all these cannabis uh, businesses using sophisticated accountant advisory services to uh, minimize their exposure to the uh, inability to deduct the costs of carrying on your business, like employees, rent, all those other things that would be nice to deduct, you know? Oh, sure. Electricity, travel costs, and all the other stuff. All of that, all of that stuff. Well, I, I got a question for you because you're more uh, government savvy than I am. Um, the a governor, do they have like the presidential power, but just for their state? Uh, let me understand what you're saying. Is the governor basically like the president of the state? Yeah, because I, I might. Yeah. The reason why I'm asking is uh, instead of going through all the rigmarole that we're doing for home grow, couldn't our governor just say, "Okay, how many donors?" He can't legislate. Right. Okay, but so he can only approve. He can enforce. So he might say, like, I'm telling the state police to not enforce our cannabis cultivation uh, uh, felonies unless there are more than five plants. Okay. He kind of did it. Yeah, and yeah. You hear about that in uh, the state, uh, Illinois. Uh, Illinois, there's some pushback uh, as to the, the, the legalization of marijuana that had the auto expungement. Did you hear that one from this week? No. All right, so the Illinois law uh, goes further than any other law, even further than New York's, uh, it appears, in the nation to call for criminal justice reform through the legalization of marijuana. And one of the aspects of the law is this automatic expungement that then directs the, the, uh, the state to go and find all the qualified uh, felons or other um, uh, convicts, and if, if they're eligible to have the auto expungement, auto expunge them. Uh, which the the all do you have states attorneys in your office or do you have district attorneys and by office I mean state Washington district all right see we have states attorneys here uh, it's essentially the same thing they're the they're the prosecutors in the state it just as a naming convention mm. so our states attorneys all wrote this letter to uh, the the Congress the legislature that says. You can't do that. That's a separation of powers issue. 
you're not allowed to legislate the domain of the executive to grant pardons. Wow. Right. But it's it's still uh, it's J.D. Pritzker's baby. It was in his uh, nine page summary that he released and he had that press conference 10 days ago on. And so let's say that it's it's unconstitutional. and They're going to put it in there. OK, great. Uh, strike it. And then Pritzker can do it anyway. Right. Because he'd say, I am going to pardon all these people. Go do it. And okay. so if they have to bifurcate the law. Great. But he's already said that's in his platform and that's what he wants to do with the law. So. Why just can't he do it himself? Yeah, it seems a little uh, like a waste of time. Like the law enforcement seem to be able to do that, right? I mean, I'm not sure if you've ever met lawyers uh, or or like <laughs> been involved in litigation. Uh, the, the the chief export in litigation is often a waste of time. Ah, and that yeah. is what you get to sell, uh, and that's why you get to be paid handsomely uh, because <laughs> you have given that person more time. I get you. Uh, we got a question from Engineering Cannabis. And they ask, how would you advise individuals of the minority group get into cannabis? And, you know, it's with any group, really. Uh, first off, depending on your state, because each one has a different infrastructure of how they, they have business. And then funding. And, and also, what do you do in your regular job? Because I think all jobs are kind of, they, they can cross over. In any sort of field that you do professionally in your regular job, you can do in the cannabis field. Um, yeah. So, you know. Can't really narrow down that question because even though it's the minority, it's it's hard sometimes for us, like in Wisconsin or uh, you know Idaho, but in Seattle, Washington, and Portland, we have a pretty much just an equal level playing field. But it's all about funding. I understand, and, but like they actually put this in Illinois, and like because you're Miguel Santiago, I'm assuming that your uh, your 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 ancestors were Irish and Dutch, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, in Illinois, they are actually providing in the rubric because Illinois will take applications to allow uh, companies to be licensed and come online into the adult cannabis marketplace so that it's not only going to the existing players already. And as they come into the cannabis marketplace, they have to do an application to the state, which is then scored on, on, a, on a scale of zero to 200 actually 212 because there's there's 12 possible bonus points that are in the, the law itself. And so 25, I believe, I'd have to review the, I'm kind of on the fence and waiting to see what the bill is actually passed at, and then I'll review it so I can, I don't want to like learn something and be like, oh, I didn't make it in. I just have to forget it then. But uh, yeah. <laughs> 25%, I'm sorry, 25 points out of the 200 uh, are going to these social equity applicants so okay. uh, the people that are minorities and that have been negatively impacted by the drug war are encouraged to uh, come to the table and join these business ventures because a cannabis dispensary or a craft cultivation center, these aren't cheap industries. I mean, you need to buy security. You need to buy edifice. You need to have employees. You need to have insurance product. You need to have a lot. You need to have a, a, a business plan. You should put together an LLC or whatever business venture that you want to uh, structure it as. Probably most will be LLCs, but we'll see. Uh, and then uh, you can put together the team, as they call it in startups. And so that team will help you score a perfect score and become one of the craft cultivation centers or one of the new uh, cannabis 
processor license or cannabis dispensary licenses. So in that respect, at least in Illinois and perhaps in uh, other states going forward, provided that Illinois passes it, uh, there will be uh, more opportunities for uh, both minorities and also people that were impacted by the drug war negatively uh, to get involved in the new legal cannabis market. Yeah, I think that's great. I think your guys' implementation of that would be great if, if it happens, you know, for a first state to do that. Um, I just think right now it's just such a rigmarole of even in a legal states, they are fighting amongst the police and the um, the people trying to create the uh, the laws, the structures. Uh, in Michigan, this uh, retired officer who used to be in charge of the uh, now disbarred uh, Laura who were in charge of cannabis. And, yeah, and, uh, I can't remember what LARA stands for, but the firm I used to work out of uh, headquartered in Royal Oak, Michigan. So um, I, I, if I would have stayed there, I would have been more involved in uh, Michigan's legalization. But LARA, or LARA, L-A-R-A, is the regulatory board through the state uh, of Michigan that I believe helps set rules. And and Michigan's legalization, uh, Michigan's adult use market is... It's, Meh. Well, it's not so much, you know, for me, it's, 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 uh, it's bad enough being a minority, but if you're in the business, uh, and people in the actively of all race, color, creed are fighting these assholes. Like it's, it's just a constant. I know more people who've lost money, took all their life investment thinking, okay, this is my retirement. Now I'm going to invest in this and be a business. And then they have to relocate because of zoning practices or, uh, the state didn't approve them when they thought they were. Uh, there's just so many hurdles to go through right now uh, that they all should have implement what you guys are doing, I think, to create that even playing field. Uh, but until then, I just see it being a bloody murder in each state until they actually come to those actual laws, you know, the rules. Well, business is crooked. I mean, business, when it comes down to it, business, all business is the oil industry. Did you see that shit on Boeing today that came out? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. self yeah, we, we didn't think that part was important. The whole you didn't the think that was important, did you? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, for the people that didn't hear it. So Boeing knew that, that that problem with their 735 Air Max was a problem, and the pilots were yelling at them about it months before or weeks because there wasn't that much span of time between the two fatal crashes, which, God forbid, you know, and we're very fortunate that they didn't occur in America, but – Man, that, that would have really eviscerated Boeing stock if it would have happened in America. And just by happenstance, didn't. But, you know, I, that's that's company. That's that's business. Business knows that they've done something wrong. I mean, like, <clears throat> I can't talk about, you know, stuff, but I can say, like, I can talk in parables and stories. Remember that there was this one time that uh, me and the general counsel of Wells Fargo agreed on something. And I had explained this to a possible client about what, what they were talking about. And you know, the general counsel for Wells Fargo is pretty fucking smart. And uh, he, he's the CEO now. Didn't matter. Uh, so I didn't, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't give you that opinion. Uh, somebody else might. So just because one lawyer says something uh, doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen in the end. And so you're making money hand over fist right now. Why are you going to stop just because there's a problem, you know, but that's that's business. And so you I don't have any problem with regulations because you have people that will self deal and take everything and they don't care. They just they, 
Well, if you aren't going to say it, will you tell me a lawyer who will? Oh, sure. You know, I can make a referral. Well, and that's a problem with law, too. Uh, <clears throat> my friend who, who's serving time, Lance Glore, that we spoke about before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to get a shirt when I go out there to see you in, in August. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the drug war is not over until Lance Glore is free and a lot of other people just like Lance yeah. and, and seriously, he uh, tried to do all the right moves in a legal medical state. He got a lawyer with a lawyer's advice on how to create this infrastructure. He owned three businesses. You know, he's in jail right now for what people are doing now. You know, there's a, a chain here called Have a Heart. They have, I think, like six here in Washington State and two in California. I mean, you have fucking chains now. It, yeah. it makes no sense. So, his, so like, the only difference between him being one of these entrepreneurs that's doing that now and being in jail is time. Just the timing was wrong. Well, the timing of Washington State, because in, at the time when he was, uh, there was a rogue uh, uh, police group called uh, Westnet here in Washington State. It comprised of local Washington uh, uh, authorities, uh, the DEA, and also a military branch, because it's in that area where uh, uh, there's a base up here, military base. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all about intel. It's all about, um, you know, raids. And so... What happened was Washington State couldn't get Lance Glore on anything. He was doing everything right. And so what Washington State did was they collected evidence by getting a medical script, by going to the store and buying product like a patient would, and then taking that stuff and handing it over to DEA. And once the DEA received it, they were like, well, this is a federal issue now. And so they didn't abide by state's law. So yeah, yeah. Like in litigation, and like as I get, I get, I get more and more cannabis clients, and I become more and more of a, a business lawyer as a, a business slash transactional uh, advisor, counselor type attorney. You know, helping with with contracts and transactions, as opposed to being a litigator who's enforcing those contracts and transactions in courts of law and using discovery and and all that type of, of stuff and evidence and, and fact finding. Uh, uh, but I've seen an. I did that for the first 10 years of my practice for banks and I, and I've seen people like just, they will, I'm involved in one of the cases right now. They just make evidence. They fabricate evidence. And it's, uh, it sounds like there was no difference in fabricating evidence because I don't do criminal, but yeah. that was a criminal thing that happened to Lance Glore. And uh, it sounds like, you know, they do it in, in civil law and they do it in criminal law. So let's, uh, let's talk about something happier. <laughs> Yeah, um, man. Have you heard that uh, he's at it again? Uh, the king of hemp in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, has made an extra effort to include that industrial hemp, follow, follow, uh, hemp farmers qualify for federal crop insurance. And he's trying to insert language right now into a disaster set spending bill to clear up that issue. That is big. Well, what about that crop insurance I sent you? Did you follow up on that one? Uh, I sent it to me again, and I will also follow up on it some more, but a lot of it's like limited to hail damage. A lot of it's severely limited. And so uh, there are people that are trying to get in, not necessarily just for the, the federal crop insurance, because that looks like it's it's a it's an expiring window in the sense that you have, you have Mitch McConnell in the Senate working for it and all the other uh, legal farm subsidy. I'm sorry, all the other legal uh, ag commodities, which hemp is now joining the ranks of are uh, able to qualify for this uh, federal uh, crop insurance, which is very important. 
And so uh, once that's in there, that crop insurance aspect will go out the window. And yeah, sure, for the past four years, uh, there's probably been some uh, insurers. I'm not sure if they paid out any claims. You know, I have I have some real bargain basement health insurance myself. And let me tell you, I'm pretty sure the name of the insurance co uh, company is we don't pay that claim. Well, that's the whole point of the game, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it just deny everything. And then, you know, I'll ask it in writing. So like right there, you have like 50% of the claims that just never pay out. What a deal. Anyway, so uh, that would be huge. Uh, putting that in, and then this is this is from uh, a couple of days ago. So it is really, really fresh. But yeah, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue is, is trying to finalize requirements uh, by hemp for, for the 2020 season, which is great. But if uh, Mitch McConnell can open up uh, hemp for the 2019 season, that'll help, especially considering there is a learning curve that goes on with hemp uh, as as people figure out the farmers will understand how to farm it. It'll just take them like a year and then they'll experiment, they'll learn it, and then they can scale out. Uh, it, it, and then the other the other issues are like general liability insurance and other type of insurance products that you could get if you're just a farmer. But uh, if you're trying to deal with the the underwriting aspects and they say, well, what are you doing? Other oh, farming cannabis. Technically, though, it is just hemp. So it's it's OK. Right. Uh, there's probably some insurance product that's out there that uh, the, the the hemp clients should look into to protect themselves. I just don't know how good those health uh, or not those health those those insurance companies are. If you need them, did you just pay for uh, a premium that doesn't get you any return? Does so if this whatever McConnell bill is trying to come push through for the insurance purposes, would that also make hemp? Farms eligible for like say um, like now during this tariff war bullshit, you know, and Trump's trying to fucking pay the farmers because he fucked up. Uh, will the they be eligible? Yeah, well, maybe. I, sometimes the because he did uh, a small thing earlier, I mean, by he, I mean Trump did that a couple ten to twelve billion dollars previously to help them out and. Maybe there'll be something else like that. It's just that the the acreage when it comes to hemp is so small uh, when it comes to like corn and soy. Uh, Big Batman says, I believe if Trump legalized cannabis, fairly, he would be guaranteed another four years. And I honestly think he would, too. Yeah, I think I think he'd get another four. Trump might get another four years. That's the thing you guys get need to kind of be scared about. Uh, he may. But the I don't think that just from how slow. Uh, every state that has a legislature, and by the way, the federal government is just a big legislature. There ain't no fucking ballot initiatives when it comes to the U.S. Congress. Uh, and so just because the states have taken this long to go to adult use to where they're at now, now all the states that have ballot initiatives are done uh, legalizing, and all the states that have legislatures, like Washington, D.C., not one of them has legalized it. And so I don't think that the, the federal government is closer to legalizing marijuana uh, right now. And I don't think that they would legalize it if if uh, Trump gets another four years and he might, unless that there is a recession. And like right now, he's just basically, you know, bitch slapping around with China and, and hurting people and, and farmers. And the economy's fine. Like Alibaba just crushed their numbers. And so. I, it, there might not be a recession until like 2021. And that means that Trump's going to win again, which could really, you know, set 
Maybe it'll set marijuana legalization back on a nationwide level, or maybe marijuana legalization on a nationwide level still is four or five years away. Or it might ex expedite it because everybody just needs to smoke more because he's fucking president. Yeah. If we get the, uh, it just might become almost like a who gives a shit thing. If we get the, uh, the, the safe banking act to pass, if that has passed, you know, and, and, and cannabis can be banked, then I think it'll go a lot quicker because then you're going to have all that money consolidate and, and be able to move like it's just any other industry. And if you suddenly have this industry that's worth $15 billion plus, you know, the, there's, there's that concomitant growth with it when it comes to industrial hemp. So those two industries together, uh, lobbying for full legalization and having the money to do it and like checking accounts and stuff like that, uh, then I think you're going to get to a point where it may actually change over. But I still think that you're going to need to have Illinois, maybe even Florida, uh, you know, uh, all the Rust Belt states. So Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York. It, once all those states are also legalized and maybe maybe like a Texas or something, because you're going to it's still us versus them. I mean, the them is still oh those goddamn social liberals that smoke their marijuana. What the F is wrong with them? Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's definitely divisive. And, it, and, it, and I don't think it is so much, but the media and everything else that we pay to pay attention to kind of leads us that way. You know. So you're working on any uh, cool articles now that the um, is over? Yeah, I'm working on a letter to uh, Governor Jay Inslee about the uh, the waste uh, in our, uh, for one, the, the China tariff, how it uh, it's kind of highlighting everything, right? Because vape cartridges, the cheap ones, are bought in China. Uh, packaging, uh, bought in China. Uh, can you imagine if they just made a law where uh, your packaging is required to be hemp? Then it'd be biodegradable. So, I what mean, if they made the, the requirement that your packaging has to be hemp grown in America? Exactly. So, I mean, that, that's one thing I'm working on. And then uh, I just got done uh, publishing yesterday. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus had a video where he's a little nug. Wait, let me let me hear this right. I, I've heard Billy Ray Cyrus is a little nug. Uh, flesh that out a little bit for us. Will. Billy Ray Cyrus, he just uh, released a video four days ago where he it's all marijuana. It's all little nugs, little nug no characters. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me Google. Uh, a catchy hook i mean i'll google it and see if i can screen share this yeah i mean it's not bad i put it in the the, the, the youtube comments but uh oh, yeah it has got some dad jokes in the middle it's pretty funny all right well hang on a second let me just do that um you know give me a second i'll just go ahead and share my screen and i'm going to scroll down to this one uh there might be some minor, uh, nah, who cares? It's, it's a live broadcast, right? There you go. All right. The new Billy Ray Cyrus video. Uh, uh, oh, good. <laughs> He's made weed uncool. Thank That's God. God. Yeah. Let's see here. <laughs> it's, uh, this, oh, good. That's just great. Can you believe that? Uh, it's, it's stop motion marijuana. So the, the oh, animator for that, everything. There's a group called the Nug Nation. That's who makes that. Nug Nation. Nug yeah. Nation. So uh, these guys are kind of like the um, California raisins of cannabis. Yeah, pretty much. But you know what was neat about, about this video is they have a little couple Easter eggs. One was a um, 
the cartoonist put in uh, uh, his name in a trash can. But another one, the the little nug flies into a hemp field, and it's actually a real hemp uh, place. So I just posted a link for that location, Salt Creek Hemp. You know, I, I think Salt American Creek hemp, hemp, huh? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of small hemp companies that are uh, on the Internet now and small hemp farms that are selling directly to consumers. And that's really cool. I mean, I, I'm glad that there's all this um, uh, disbursement of the industry. And so, like, there's there's all these companies that are, are growing this uh, CBD hemp. And then they have their brand that they have. They have their marketing campaign that they have. A lot of them do uh, online retail through their own, through their own websites and their own social media marketing. I mean, it is legitimately an industry. Yeah. Um, it's really young. I mean, like the industry uh, legit is less than four years old, which is great. Cause I mean, like think about how, how big uh, the marijuana industries have grown in the 20 plus years since California went uh, medical. Yeah, I mean, there's been leaps and bounds from uh, the outlaws and underground, uh, you know, handshakes with a surprise to uh, walking into a store. Right. And that, well, uh, with hemp, though, they were able to kind of skip that. But the growth of the industry, I think, is, is similar. And the and there's only been four years of that hemp industry. So it'll be really, really interesting to see hemp in another 10, 20 years. And it would still be a fairly young industry. It'd only be 25 years old. I, th I just think more focused on a textile would be the it, its best attribute coming up. Cool, man. And then, All right, um, well, there's, there's back again, like uh, I need to get back to doing some more of the federal laws. Uh, most of the federal laws that, that are there are ones that were there last uh, time. I mean, Schumer just reintroduced his bill. And so I'll probably be doing uh, additional federal ones on that. And then depending on what Illinois does, I'm going to be doing a lot of content on Illinois' uh, uh, legislation, which may become law, which may become um, you know kind of like a, a framework for other states. Because we've seen all the states that can do it through a ballot initiative. Now, how can the rest of the states and maybe with Florida, Florida might be the next one that can, that can still do it with the ballot initiative because they were able to do theirs, the ballot initiative for medical marijuana. Maybe they could go back and do a ballot initiative for adult use marijuana. The problem, well, think about Florida setting up. I mean, the felons are now able to vote or, or they, the ex felons, they've already paid their debt. So that prohibition against them uh, getting uh, their voting rights back, that could bring an extra million voters to Florida. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. tourism is a huge thing no matter what. When You know, people underestimate the, the, the cannabis tourist dollar. They absolutely do. And then, again, so you have an extra million people. And then they had that thing where the first time, I mean, did you see, they had two votes on uh, Florida medical marijuana. Did you see, are you familiar with the, the Florida medical marijuana uh, legislation that happened? Well, the first time, didn't they miss it by like a 1% or something yeah. low? But they have to get like 60% of the vote, which yeah. is amazing. So like 60%, and it took them two tries. It might take Florida another 5, 10 years, who knows, to get another 60%. So then these other states that, that have to go through the legislative process, they may have to look to Illinois, because when you're going through the legislative process, then you don't just have the people going to the polls and saying yes or no. You have to have all these these special interests coming together, and everybody wants to wet their beak. Yeah, goddamn lobbyists. You know, uh, recently, uh, uh, the Casio Cortez she talked about how easy these lobbyists uh, 
it's not so much them showing up and, and, and funneling money to people. It's more like, hey, let's all come to this vineyard and come enjoy this weekend here while we plow you with all the uh, key words to say when uh, people talk about healthcare or whatnot, you know? Yep. Well, I mean, like branding, uh, PR, all that stuff. Why do you think we call it adult use now? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Recreational. Oh, yeah. You just want to sit around and smoke weed. Well, no, no, no. I'm an adult who uses marijuana. That doesn't mean that I'm. And then even Cheech and Chong, they're still touring, man. It's not like they were lazy. Man, they're not dead. No. And <laughs> Willie, Willie Nelson in Cannabis Legalization News is still putting out albums, evidently. I, I hear he just put out one like this month. He's on tour. He's coming to my uh, town next week, I believe. No shit. Willie Nelson's on tour. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot. Yep. So, it is. It is. Let's see here. Uh, he he does. He's he's present. Do we have like his disc discography? What does he put out most recently? Oh, there it is. Ride me back home by Willie Nelson. Out 2019. The guy is yep. 86. Still going. So like you know all of their all of their uh, platitudes are just such bullshit. Yeah. No, that's unfortunate. But hey, uh, on that note, I do have to get back to work. Yeah, and uh, it's a beautiful day. I'm going to actually mow my lawn. I haven't done that in a while. And then after that, I'll get back to work myself. Anyway, great talking with you. I'll see you next week. And if you haven't liked and subscribed, well, there's, you can still do that. I'll talk to you guys later.